My most important relationship ended in 1996. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was a cold, rainy Thursday, and I was in my college dorm room avoiding homework and trying to drown my whiny, fake, college kid depression in a sea of rock and metal music. According to the media of the time, if I was a depressed 20-year-old, I just had to listen to the sounds of Marilyn Manson and Trent Reznor, because those artists understood me. They were the voice of my disenchanted generation. They spoke with piss, blood, and utter vitriol about the state of the world we were inheriting. They also absolutely sucked. That was the day I broke up with modern popular music. And I've lived a single life, happily sleeping around like a male whore of the music underground ever since. It was a toxic relationship to be sure. As a metal guy, I always had an underground feel to my CD collection, but let's face it, by 1996, Metallica and Megadeth were about as dangerous as a 4th of July sparkler and about half as heated. Yes, even metal, a hugely popular genre in the late 80s, had become limper than leftover lo mein. There was no urgency, no need to push boundaries, it was just lame. And nothing has changed in the last 20 years. And it's not just metal. All music, from punk to country to fucking electronic dance music, has done nothing to be original, rebellious, or counterculture. It's just there, designed as soundtracks or Chevy truck commercials, with enough fake emotion to give me my first period. In the years that followed, music became so overmarketed, auto-tuned, and benign. There is no danger, defiance, demonic messages, deviant sex, or anything that made rock and roll fun. What happened to the good old days when kids would carve lyrics into their arms, ensuring they'd never work without sleeves again? What happened to the parents' outrage? Where is the utter disgust your music gave your parents? There isn't any. Because people my age are going to see these rock-by-numbers eunuchs with their kids, and not as chaperones, but as fans. Today's top adult song on Billboard? A Justin Timberlake song written for the animated movie Trolls. Today's top pop song? Taylor Swift's Look What You Made Me Do. Another fucking song about an ex-boyfriend who apparently hurt her feelings. Hey Taylor, after 17 number one hits about this topic, your next album should be called Fuck, Maybe I'm the Problem. Today's top male artist, Ed Sheeran, has all the edge of warm Zima. And he looks like the nerdy IT guy who seems nice until someone asks him for Norton antivirus, then he shoots up the entire office complex. Even rap, a genre I don't particularly like, isn't about anything meaningful anymore. When rap was underground, it was a call to arms, a rallying cry for disenfranchised urban youth fighting oppression, poverty, and overwhelming odds. We went from fight the power, fuck the police, and me against the world to nine trillion mixtapes about champagne, cars, bitches, and raking in cash. They aren't fighting for anything anymore. The war is over. And those mansions tell me they've won. I know I sound like an old man, uh, but I'm no different than my dad who hated my music. But he hated my music for legitimate reasons. I don't hate modern music because it's loud or hard to understand. I hate it because it isn't. My most meaningful relationship ended in 1996. We still hook up from time to time, and it still feels good. But you can't ever rekindle that first love magic. There is no danger left in rock and roll. But tonight we're going to try and dig some of that spirit up and discuss our music, their music, and the days rock truly died for each of us. So in that spirit, let's kick off this episode right. Now, more than ever, I need to say these magic words. Maestro, hit that music.
Hello and welcome back to Needless to Say. I'm here with Mike. How you doing, people? And Brad. How you doing? And uh, we're sitting here and Brad talked a little bit about music and we're going to get to that because I'm looking at Mike here and I'm thinking to myself, you got the new job thing coming up. and Hopefully. But the thing is, uh, another step closer. you look like you haven't slept. Ever, <laughs> and <laughs> believe me, it's, it's been, been stressful. stressful uh, Do you know what's great weeks, though? Man. We get the chance to talk about things that are current now. Yeah, yes, we're, we're actually live on the internet, live. talking about stuff that's actually that's relevant in our lives right now. Yeah, and we don't necessarily have to have like a theme every week. I mean, yeah, we still do. We still do, and we'll get to that. But first, I want to hear about this whole actually before you job do, thing. Before you do, I want to toast you, Mike. So. To everybody out there yes. going through what you're doing and everybody that listens in general. There we go. Cheers to you. Thank you, friend. So tell us what's going so on, Mike. Well, we're up to uh, the, the home stretch now. Uh, we got a drug test coming up on Monday. I'm so sorry you lost the job. He could pass. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still sweating. He could pass out with flying colors. What do they want yeah. to know? Well, that's the problem. That's the problem. His piss has flying you. colors. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's the last, uh, the, the home stretch after uh, weeks of talking to people and email and back and forth and this. And it was that. ridiculous. Time sensitive emails you were going Every through. Every single all that one stuff. was time sensitive. And it's funny because he no, has the technical click- prowess of a fucking <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> like, so, oh my god, what does that mean? Time sensitive? What time is time it? Sensitive. He was all fucked up. What it was like mean? handing a tablet to your grandmother. Oh, could you imagine if <laughs> grandmother could you imagine if the company was in like central daylight time? Yeah. Oh my god, oh, fuck his world up. Forget about it. Yeah. Well, could the company doing the background checks and everything else is uh, is on the on the west coast? So yeah. Kind so of, what's the point of this? Me. Like, why are they putting you through all this rigmarole? You're it's, good at what you do. You've proven yourself in the oh, interview. Yeah. You made it seven uh, cuts in already. It's because it's it's all aerospace stuff. You're working on airplane parts and, you know, things that can potentially kill people. Well, why yeah. take six weeks to take a drug so, test? In about a year from now. <laughs> Were they now, giving you a well, chance to pass? Is that what, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking, man. About a year from now, it's just going to be raining planes. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> We just had a huge order from North Korea. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely worth it. The company's great. It's a huge company. It's a billion dollar company all around. No names. No names. No names. But um, yeah, they're based out of Rhode Island or Montana. They're gonna gonna go. They're gonna go through. They're gonna go through everything else for us. So they, you know, if I don't cut each thing, you know, if I don't uh, get every step. I mean, they, they won't. They wouldn't have to spend the money on doing a drug test or a background check. That's why I feel. I, I see it. Yeah, they, a lot. Of, so I think I'm, of a lot I'm of this there, shit. The final step, finally. A lot of the steps that they're putting you through is to test your competence. I think more than anything, to be honest <laughs> it's with you. A good thing they haven't watched me. So the they might be testing his desire. How much <laughs> that, do you well, really want this that's job? That's what I think they're doing. How much do you want this job? I'm not and, kidding. Fifteen emails back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And that's forth. cool, though. Yeah, and that was, means it's a job worth having, yeah, as far as I'm concerned. A, and that's a cool it's thing. A good job. And it's cool because you've earned it. Learned, learned the word email like two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, where do I put this stamp? He just 
slapping it on the fucking screen. The, like, the best is when he put, you know, the search into ask.com and Alta Vista. Yeah. yeah okay. He wanted to find out, you know, what their Yahoo, pre- Yahoo presence was. I said, Yahoo, delete like, that shit out. My CompuServe fucking thing is up to date. By the way, did you need my disc? I have another 40 free hours. Yeah. <laughs> But it's going good. It's looking like you're going to get it. I hope so. I think you got it already. I'll be honest. I think they're giving you the opportunity to screw up. It's no. I just got to pass the the drug test and I'm in. That's it. God bless you. Good to go. God bless you. Good to go. And that's you after. Well, actually, before you get going, we should acknowledge the fact that we are not alone in the room tonight. No, we're not. We got a full house here. We've got occasionally Leslie is back after her riveting debut performance. Yep. There she is. Do it in the microphone. Make it count. Nope. Much better. Much better. And now, soon to be named Kaylin is here. Yeah. She hasn't been named yet. Yeah. And the question is, who is Kaylin? Craig, chime in, please. That's my sister. My little sister. Don't tell anyone. I try not to. Yeah, my Where's, little sister who actually saved our asses tonight. Yes, yes, we, she did. We, we we tried recording. I I made the foolish effort we had some of trying issues. to set up a different computer to record on that we could leave here all the time, so I wasn't constantly transporting. And it but which computer failed. did you pick, Craig? The one that I bought like 15 I don't years know, ago like 2000 well no i don't know it might have been in the 90s it was the, i was gonna say it was the official computer of the clinton presidency yeah. <laughs> yeah. needless to say your sister's awesome yeah oh uh, yeah nice but uh it's called so, branding geez. i like that geez. in an emergency pitch is awesome. i was able to call my sister who immediately dropped what she was doing Went to my house. Which and, was nothing. I was going to yeah. say, she, she was so busy. She was very busy. Uh, grabbed grabbed the oh, origin, the equipment that we normally use and ran it on over and uh, saved the day. So, thanks for that. Cue the Superman music. But, uh, yes, yeah, thank so... You, Thank you very this much. week has been pretty interesting. Um, What'd you with, do? We had the ho- we had the holiday weekend, um, which Mike spent answering emails. Yep. And uh, pretty much, I, I were, traveled. Brad traveled. Thought they were gave me a break. Mike the, traveled the weekend, to but. the kitchen. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> was yeah, how head. how was your flight? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was good. Nine of them. But uh, yeah, I spent the weekend up in Maine, and it was awesome. My uncle's got a house up there. Uh, lives off grid. You know, like, and you know, people like, it's so funny. My mother's like, you can't, it's such a hard life. I'm like, he has a fucking dishwasher. It's not a hard life. He has a log splitter. You know, she's like, thinks he's out there like sawing tree down, you know, trees down with like the two person fucking saw. Like back in the 1800s, hanging out in the woods. But it is funny though, because he may as well be, because Maine is northern Maine. Is fucked up. Exactly how far up were you? Uh, I mean, I've been to like Kennebunk, which is practically Massachusetts. It's about it's it's about two hundred and actually it's approximately two hundred and seventeen miles north of the main border because they list all their exits up go by mile markers, you know. So it's exit two seventeen that you take, 
And uh, it's a good six and a half hour ride without traffic. You know, we hit traffic, so it was like. So you're getting Canadian television at this point. Oh, it's ridiculous! Everybody you talk to is like, the, you know, they're saying a boot and shit. <laughs> you know, yeah, what I mean? a bunch of Nova Scotia refugees. Yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, it's funny though because they, they have just—it's a different world. You know what I mean? It's—I mean, I love it. It's awesome. You're in the middle of nowhere. You're just hanging out, like I said to you before. Um, the fire department. You know, my uncle had a fire. His truck caught. His truck caught on fire, and he called the fire department, and it was closed. <laughs> you know, you know? <laughs> and, and you know they're only open certain days, and it's it's true. So I if mean, you have a fire on an off day, that's considered an inconvenience. It's an inconvenience. Yeah. They tell you to be prepared for that stuff and yourself. Be sure to light things. Yeah, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, exactly. You know, alternate weekends, it's and it's so. Camping. Yeah, it is. It's like a permanent. I mean, his house is going. He's, you know, he he built this log cabin that's beautiful, and it's, you know, he has the amenities. It's all solar powered, and there's no. Um, he's not hooked up to anything. No Wi Fi. No, nothing. no. You guys. No, he does remote. have. He he has um, Wi Fi. He doesn't own a television. He does own a computer. Um, he doesn't. What the hell do you have the Wi-Fi? Yeah, what's Wi-Fi for if he doesn't have a computer? Or... No, I said he owns a computer. Oh, he doesn't oh. own a television, but he owns a computer. Oh, all right. right. And because, um, you know, he uses it for every get, you know, getting information, whatever he needs to do. Find Watching, out when, when the he, fly, you know, watches football games the next day. Yes. And podcasts. That's right. That's right. And uh, but they do all kinds of, you know, his wife is um, she's she was an English teacher. Um very smart woman but she she's um i don't know she knows all about the plant life and oh it's ridiculous i mean yes is this why mike's getting drug tested yeah i probably should have asked her i should have have called her i know but i mean she's one of those people like oh your knees hurt eat that bush over there you know what i mean but she knows all this great advice i need <laughs> when your knees hurt, <laughs> but I mean, you know, they, your knees they know hurt. these. Th- you know, she knows yeah, these things, <laughs> and they're always not so occasionally. Oh. Leslie's here. Yeah, <laughs> they do a lot, a lot of stuff, a lot of foraging, and uh, you know. But I mean, they live a normal life. They're not totally stick people. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of them around there. Well, that's what I was going to say. The way you were describing it off air. There's no one in this town. No. This, like, the municipal building has the police department, the fire department, basically the medical, the EMTs. Yes. What kind of town is this? How does this even qualify as it's a town? It's ridiculous. It's about the size of Connecticut, and the population is 300. I saw 300 people at Stop and Shop today. <laughs> like, how is this a town, and what the hell do they do, like, in the case of emergency? <laughs> do it yourself, man. It's part they tell of living you, off the grid. Like my, you know, my uncle told me when he first got there, and uh, he met the sheriff, and the guy asked him if he had, if he owned firearms, you know. And my uncle's like, "Yeah, I do." You know, I have, and he's like, "Good, because you're gonna need those." <laughs> he's like, yeah. "Because if anything happens, you know, you, for friends. one thing, for me to get there could be an hour, you know, before I can get there because everybody, everything is so far apart and so remote." So he's like, you you need to be prepared to deal with these things yourself, you know. And well, it's, so, what's the appeal? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off, ahead. Mike. But what's the appeal to this? I, it's an incredible. It's a very simple way of life. It's a great independent and feeling. It's incredible. I mean, like I said, 
He's got a dishwasher. He's got all the amenities that you have in your house. You know what I mean? But he's, um, I mean, he's sticking it to the man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he doesn't have to work forty hours a week. You know what I mean? You know, everything is paid for. He sold his house here and he built it. They built the house with their own two hands, which is impressive. Him and his wife were able to build this house. And it's it's amazing and it's beautiful. Now, how often do they, they go to town? Oh, easy. I mean, uh, how, often yeah. they, how often do they have to go to the t- go to town? No, they. I mean, they do. But they, it, the funny thing is, is, they got um, is a neighbor that lives down the well down the road. It's like fifteen minutes away. There's a there's a house, and um, that woman's got eggs. You know what I mean? Like she, you know, they've got chickens, so they eggs, butter. Like they, she got fucking cows. They make their own butter and shit, yeah, churning sure. it like freaking yeah. like Amish people. You know, what I mean? and it's they the trade best. things back. There's a lot of bartering happens. Bartering? You know? Yes. It's, it's like 2017, and Maine isn't exactly off the grid. It's in the Northeast United yeah, States. It's, bartering is... What the hell is this? Yeah, it's No, I mean, don't insane. get me wrong. I'm a New Yorker. I've established that already. And you drive three hours north of New York City, and you've got outdoor plumbing. I get it. Yep. But bartering, 300-person towns, I don't understand the appeal in this day and it's age insane. when we're all so connected. And we're all so ingrained in everybody else's lives. How do you just turn it off? Put it this way. There was a guy that, the guy that shingled the roof of his house. He, he, he called for some, you know, he asked for some help. The guy showed up. He paid him $25. He paid his son $25 and gave them a plate of cookies. And they worked the entire day. That's I mean, deal. honestly, though, what, <laughs> what value does money even have at this point? Yeah, that's you, the thing. Are you working in wampum at it this d- point? Yeah, it does. It's like a couple of beaver pelts and a fucking... You know, it's ridiculous. But I mean, it's but it's awesome. You know, you go up there, it's beautiful. It's, you know, everything is just, I mean, pristine, you know? And they all just... it's. Fucking hilarious! I don't even know where to go with it, but so uh, one. Well, thing I know is one going, way to go. You told us a great story about somebody that was living up there, and yeah, he might be quote unquote off the grid. But yeah, this guy was really off off the grid. The grid. They, they were calling him the Hermit of of Holland. He actually there was a, he was like there was sightings like he was Bigfoot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people knew he was around but could never prove it. And for 24 years, this guy lived in the woods with no house, no nothing. He was building like primitive shelters, living in tents. And what he was doing was going to camps and stealing food and stuff. And he was, I mean, obviously he was probably hunting and eating shit too that way. But he was going to camps and he would take like, open their cabinet and there would be a bunch of canned food and he would take like one or two cans so it wasn't noticed and he was doing it for 24 years this guy lived in the woods and they eventually knew he was around they knew what was going on and they like set a trap and set up a fake camp 300 people kept saying i thought i bought black beans yeah (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and then out of nowhere they have to they, buy more. Yeah. And they have to drive two and a half hours to get to the nearest supermarket yeah, to do it. Exactly. This guy's a fucking genius. He and was I, brilliant. You know. I mean, for 24 years, this guy, nobody even knew his name, knew they were, it was like fucking Bigfoot. Like I said, you know, he was just a myth. Like, is he there? Isn't he there? Somebody so, should tell him the Cubs they, won the World Series. And they, yeah. <laughs> so, right. how he, uh, so how did he finally get caught? Well, they set up a fake camp. They knew he was out there. They had an idea of the area that he was in, and they set up a fake camp, and they basically staked it out. And he did come in, 
to take some stuff and they nabbed Stole them. some beans and they yeah, just took and they, them down and they and grabbed them. them. And it was so funny because yeah, my uncle showed me the picture like they had like a before and after, and he looked like a freaking like he lived in the woods for 24 years you know what i mean big giant beard all scraggly looked like shit like you just described mike and then the funny thing was then they showed the picture of him in court and he's actually like the lawyers must have bought him a suit and stuff and they got him cleaned up and he's looked like this like Johnny Handsome, he's all like, hanging out like holy shit that guy's lived in the fucking woods of maine for 24 years and not in a cabin. That's the incredible thing. You're that's, talking about a place. Thing you're talking about yeah. a place that gets feet upon feet of snow every winter. Below zero the temperatures drop well below zero, and that guy's just living out there in the middle in the middle of nowhere. And the best part, flawless skin. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Protected. Yeah. From yeah. what I can gather, he, he he was quite the stud. Yeah. And so it's, cheers. But I mean, just living off the land like a. You know, well, obviously, off the land. He was stealing shit from people, too. Yeah, what <laughs> land? I mean, he was living on Ship Boy RD. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> for 24 years, that's pretty damn good. That's damn Guy good. Guy didn't do nothing, didn't bother anybody, really. You know, I mean, Are you yeah, kidding me? My lights couple... go out for three hours, and I'm cursing the heavens. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. How is this guy doing? Exactly. But I guess when you're a main person... And this is, this is a lifestyle you want to live. Yeah. yeah. But you it's... chose to vacation this way. Yeah, yeah, go he's got a man. He's got a dishwasher. I but... never use not one of them. I stay in a tent the whole time on his property. Do you really? Yeah, you don't stay in the cabin. No, no, no. Why not? Why? I'm in the woods know. of Maine. I like camping. I like basic that stuff. amenities. Nah, it's do that. Great. Love nope. it. I didn't shower for three days. <laughs> I just hung out, and then he got home and didn't shower for three. I was gonna, gonna, say, <laughs> I was gonna say, tell me a story. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What the hell was that? I just hung out, and you know, it was, it was you smell like Bud Light and regret up. right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's just it's a totally different way of life. I mean, put it this way: there was um, my uncle just built a thirty foot by fifteen deck off the front of his house to company. Everybody like, in town? No, because <laughs> because the materials are freaking dirt cheap. And he, what happened was he got window. He was driving down. There's a house. He was driving through another town, uh, Medford, and I mean uh, Milo. And there was a um, stack of windows out in front of this guy's house, brand new, like windows. So it said for sale. So my uncle stopped and he asked the guy. And it's so funny because. You're talking. You buy windows. They have two hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, two hundred fifty bucks. And he asks the guy, "What are you selling for?" And the guy's like, "I don't know, ten bucks each." My uncle said he goes, he couldn't load them. He, he goes, enough. I had him in the truck before he even finished the I fucking you were sentence. Say an apple pie you know? and a yeah. stick of uh, <laughs> no, but he's like ten bucks each. So my uncle bought. There was eleven of them, and he bought them. And he what he did was he took his original deck and framed it all in and put these windows in. And then built another deck off of that, and because everything's cheap, but because he's off grid and he's doing things, he built that room with all those windows. It faces the side of the sun. He, so now he's putting a slate floor in, which will soak in the heat, hold the heat, yep. and warm help warm the house. You know, it what sounds I mean? like a lovely place to find a corpse that's been abandoned for two weeks. <laughs> well, it really does. <laughs> we we were there. <laughs> Last year, last year we were there, and we're just hanging out by the fire. And this guy pulls up in a truck, and I'm like, 
hey, someone's here. He's like, yeah. He's like, oh, just stay over here. He's like, that's Willie. I'm pretty sure Willie's killed people. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I see that. And the guy gets out. And the guy's all fucking weird. But he gets out. And he goes in the back of his truck. And he pulls a bag out. And it was bear meat. Like about 50 pounds of nice. it. And he's like, hey, I brought you some bear meat. And my uncle's like, okay. And he goes downstairs. And he comes out. And he gives him like two jars of honey. And a jar of freaking jam. Because they can all their food and yeah. stuff. And the guy's like, all right, sweet, thanks. I'll be back next week, going to get some deer. And, that's awesome. You know what I mean? And that's, But that's how they all live. And it's awesome. But the best part of the weekend. You keep telling me it's awesome. There's nothing about this that's awesome. It, man. But the best part of this week we was. We always have a good time. We go we're hanging it. out. Well, what do you do and, when you get up there? Let me Hold on. I mean, I'm going to cut you off. What is so awesome about the time you go up there? What do you do up there that you don't do here? Uh, not well, not me. No, but New Hampshire and stuff. Like All right, yeah, it's it's the locations are relevant. When you go camping, and when you live, is the best is the best thing. I, mean, I love it's it. It's just awesome. I love it. The, yeah, what are you nice doing? Crispy, yeah. We're drinking. Drinking. Right? <laughs> Same thing we're doing here. Yeah. Same thing we're doing here. <laughs> Hence my point. But, but we're we doing have, that now. There. We can have Nobody we can have a ten you. foot fire. Nobody's here want, to bother you know? us. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, Fran's not here. here. Fran's not here. <laughs> but honestly, nobody's here to bother us. And no. there's Everybody, crisp air. Kids next door. I mean, I moved here for... Or whatever. I moved here from New York. Okay, I can understand the move from New York to Rhode Island to get away from that hustle and bustle yep. and maybe see some stars. But what makes you want to leave suburban Rhode Island to go even more remote? The hustle and bustle of suburban Rhode Island Absolutely. is ridiculous. The traffic it's on Hope Street. No, I... What I, is it? What is it really that makes us want to go out there? I don't know. I love it. Just, I absolutely love it. You, man. But you, the you best be was, born with well, because you not, can't I walk guess. out into your yard and just stop firing an AR-15 yeah, yeah. into the woods. Bring, you can't That's you know, can. That's yeah, you can. <laughs> you can. You can, but it's not <laughs> fun. Who are you kidding? But I mean, and that was the best part. This guy shows up, and uh, my uncle and his wife were out. They actually had to do. They were doing. It's called the weed walk. They actually go out, they go to these festivals and they take these people and she shows them all the plant life around and what they do, their medicinal purposes and what, you know, or whatever they are. (laughs) Medicinal. Yeah. No, like, you know, like, um, to make teas and stuff like that and all this stuff. So she, they do that every year. I had a guy like that. And they do it every year on Labor Day weekend. So we get up there that Saturday, they're gone. So this guy shows up and he's like, Hey, what's up? He's like, um, you know, you know, your aunt and uncle around? I'm like, no, they're not. So he starts asking me, uh, you know, he's like, oh, well, he starts telling me. He's like, all right, I'll come back by later, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I came with you. I bought a new AR-15. I was going to shoot it with your uncle and stuff. I'm like, well, hold on. Where are you going? <laughs> like, slow down. Let's yeah. check this thing out. So, we, you know, I just asked him. I said, oh, you want to stay for a little bit? And this is about noon. So he's like, all right. And that's the, what I mean, too. The people are so friendly because he doesn't know us from a hole in the wall. And he's like, we, I'm like, we got a campfire going. We're just hanging out. He's like, okay. And he comes over and he sits down. He left at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> he was there for 11 hours. You know what I mean? That sounds like the precursor but, to every murder mystery. But I've it was ever great heard. because this guy couldn't possibly had any more ammo and guns in his truck. It's and awesome. we shot every fucking single one of them. It's just like, and, and it was and, awesome. And, you know, and on the Portland News, it's yeah. going to be, yeah, nine bodies were found. It's yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. It was, I mean, it's just a good time. Oh, it sounds like a blast. It was a blast. Well, I had a blast. You went away. You were gone for the whole week. 
I did not have a butch. I did not have a butch here. I don't mean to cut off the main story. Uh, why, right. why, why would you cut that off? That sounds like fun. I did not have fun. I went to Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, on a time of year where everybody is absolutely taking pictures of their feet and getting the last bit of summer out of their system, I went to the Midwest to the Mistake on the Lake, (laughs) Cleveland, Ohio. And I went for a conference for work. And this was, I I won't say the name because I'm friends with the guy that runs it, but it was a content marketing event. Sounds interesting. Any one of the three or four listeners we have that is a content marketer, you know exactly which I event I was at. I would rather do that than go camping. I, right? Well, again, we had the whole indoor plumbing thing, and it was really cool. They brought indoor plumbing this year, and it was That's a nice crazy. addition to the event. That's cool. But, you know, it was great. 3,500 marketers converged on downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, and to make things even worse, the guy is a diehard Cleveland Browns fan, so everything at this event was fucking orange. God. We all look like fucking retarded pumpkins <laughs> running through the streets of a third-rate city, and it, we learned about content marketing for four goddamn days. Did you wear a name patch? Like one well, of those I stickers? had to because the beauty of it was they arranged discounts at restaurants and shops all through town. Yep. So you just see people like Foot Locker going, you know, and, and, and I'm <laughs> holding out it. the name badge from my chest. Because you guys can't see me at home. But you hold out the name badge and they scan your badge. Like, this is such a big event for the city of Cleveland. Oh, really? The best part of the trip was when I got there. And I came off the train from the airport because they have a little choo-choo that goes from the airport. (laughs) A little choo-choo. Well, we went like 0.8 miles an hour. It was great. We got passed by a goose, you know. It was (laughs) so stupidly slow, but it was free. Yep. And cheap me didn't want to get a Lyft or an Uber. I So I sat on this train with my luggage with all the locals, and we went from the airport to downtown Cleveland. And you get out, and the one cool thing was we were at the building where they filmed the beginning of the Christmas story. And it's actually named Higby's Building. And so really? you walk oh, out, cool. and there's a little thing. This is where Ralphie stood that's when cool. he looked at the toys in the window at the beginning of the movie. Messy Marvin. No, was he Messy Marvin? Yeah, he was Messy Marvin. I don't even know that. Yep. How do you like that? I know he was an elf. Yep. I knew that. He was? Yeah, yeah he played one of the store employees there. Oh, really? Yeah. But that was the best part of the trip. And that's sad when a building, based on a movie from 1983, that actually is be- is, yep. isn't that good. I mean, if you really break down the movie, it's got so many holes. But that's another story for another time. That's the best part of my trip. The rest of it was... You're wo- just saying to break down the movie of A Christmas Story that has so many holes. You just... <laughs> there are so many plot holes in A Christmas Story. We're going to save that... That's such a great movie. We're going to save that for the holiday episode. Plot holes in, in A Christmas Story. Yeah, we're going to have to go... Yeah. Well, okay. That. That's good. Leslie just came in with the racism. With the... Yeah. <laughs> that was great. But honestly, if that's the best part of your trip, getting off a train from the airport, you know yeah. it's going to be a shit week. Yeah. What, what do you mean? Is There's tons of stuff to see in Cleveland. <laughs> there is, and I saw it on the walk Drew, to my hotel. Drew, Drew Carey talks about it all the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes, it's rocks. true. And we'll get to that. Okay, but give me a second. We went four days talking about marketing. Everybody there, all they wanted to do was talk about marketing. Do you know what it's like to hang out with marketers who talk about marketing the whole time? Yes. 
<laughs> yes, we do. All right, we put, know very I'm, well. I'm going to put this in Craig terms. Okay. Imagine a carpeting convention in downtown Kansas City. Oh, fuck that. And everybody wants to talk about the right angle to install flooring. Yeah. But okay. Brad, did you expect the, uh, anything else to be talked about at a at a freaking? I didn't give convention? a shit. It was a chance to get out of my house for four days. Yeah. But by day four, everybody in the goddamn You're... orange. I just wanted to punch anybody wearing orange. It was so fucking ridiculous. All the food was orange. He dyed deviled eggs orange. Oh my god. Because what? He, yes, he dyed the food. Not personally, but he had people do it. What the fuck? That yeah, that was it. And then I got a free book, a pat on the back, and I got told to go to the airport <laughs> after four days. And then I get to the airport and I'm like, Well, my flight doesn't leave for five fucking hours. <laughs> so I'm hanging around Cleveland Municipal Big Airport. Big orange plane pulls up to the fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> it was great dude the best part was the event was right next to the Cleveland Browns Stadium and even when, not on game day there was only like nine fewer people there yeah. that were going to be there on opening day yeah. and, and that was great but you know it was a cool event I mean we had fun in Cleveland Cleveland's fun because of one thing and one thing only and they, they do have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yep and that's kind of what prompted this episode tonight in that we're talking about music I walked around the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for free because it was part of the event. Part of the event, yeah. And I cool. learned quickly that there is no place on earth less rock and roll than the Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame. The things that made it in, and more importantly, all the great shit that got left out. Yep. I walked out angry. I had a free trip through the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio, <laughs> and I walked out angry. Because I think music, as you heard in the rant, it's nice. It's terrible. It's Today's music is terrible, and I know that makes me sound like my dad. And his dad, and the dad before him. But at the end of the day, I think we finally hit the breaking point of rock and roll. And that kind of led into this whole conversation tonight. So here yeah. we are. I'm standing by my rent. I, I think we, I have rock agree. and roll might, might have peaked in the 90s. Yep. And I don't mean music. I mean rock and roll. Rock and roll. Yeah. Right? yeah. I, and uh, I think that a lot of that has to do with, um, I mean, there's still solid bands out there that have been producing decent music. You know, for a long time, um, Mike's gonna say Metallica is one of them, and well, I'm, no, and I'm were, gonna say a big no. Low. Like like you a said low. in the '90s, they, they just, just dropped off. I love Metallica, I do. I just saw and, them, yeah, and they were fucking killer. They're great, but what did they have to do to be great again? They had to reach back to 1989 and play their old songs yeah. and, and their and, old style yeah. Yeah. because. I mean, you know, you had they peaked with Injustice for All was freaking just ridiculous. Definitely awesome album. You know what I mean? One of my probably my favorite album and, of all time. Puppets. To, I'm all about puppets. Yeah, I like I like Puppets, Master of puppets too. But, too. Uh, but I mean, production wise, and produ production wise, you know, the production on Injustice, Injustice for All was great. great. You know, I disagree and then, with that. There was no bass. Well, how can no, you say yeah. that? No, but it's I'm Metallica. saying it was just a good all-around album. I like, every song on it is a good song. If they did justice with Master of Puppets production. Arguably top five metal album of all time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. They put Jason Newstead through that. the ringer on that album. They but made him pay for that. Then then they came out with the Black Album, which was just... The uh, beginning of the downfall. The beginning of... Because then anything after that, you could have dropped a dried up dog turd into a coffee can and shook it. And I have. And it would be <laughs> equivalent to load <laughs> and reload. There has never, never been a more applicable name for oh, an album. Yeah. Load. I mean, it was just... It was and like, they couldn't stop with load. They had to reload. reload. 
Yeah. Give me fuel, give me the... fire, please light me on fire. <laughs> yeah. It was one of the worst goddamn <laughs> albums did. I've ever seen. <laughs> and then then not only that, then even that they started uh what was that fucking Actually, I like song? That song. That there was that one fucking song that they had like three fucking songs based off the same title. Unforgiven. 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 One, two, two, three. Three fucking Unforgiven. I I fucking don't forgive you for writing this fucking album. (laughs) That's it. That's what happens when Unmemorable one, Unmemorable two, Unmemorable three. It was fucking horrible. That's what happens when you know. And then, I mean, I like Death Magnetic wasn't bad. It seemed like they kind of reached back a little bit and started doing some stuff. But uh, yeah, they just kind of went away. Well, I think Metallica is a microcosm for music. Everything kind of shifted. I don't. We're not going to make this a Metallica episode. No. But Metallica went. They shifted once they started making some real fucking money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't fault them for that. No. I don't. I don't fault them for being rock stars. Because no. why wouldn't they do that? Nobody why? got into this business to be to moderately be... successful. Exactly. They wanted to be goddamn huge. I agree. And they did. But, I, I mean, even the Black Album, like you mentioned, it's so indicative of the time. Everybody in that era, all the thrash bands we grew up and loved that were so extreme, okay, they suddenly became conscious. Yeah. And they suddenly became aware of the things around them. And they wanted to start writing ballads because Ballads make money and ballads sell singles. Yes, exactly. And, and, you know, we expected this from Motley Crue. We expected this from Rat. We didn't expect it from Metallica. From, no, we didn't. Yeah, exactly. And, and, bef- just, and the only one long, that, it all to, happened that way. All the bands went this way. You know, well, there's a few bands that stayed true. To, Megadeth stayed true to what they did. I, I could not disagree with you more. Really? Megadeth really? may be the worst band in the history of music, except no. for one album. One no. album they made. I wouldn't say that. Well, lo- explain Risk. Explain. Well, yeah. Okay, there were so many bad albums. So that they made. Countdown to Extinction, Symphony for Destruction that was is going to be the soundtrack album. to my funeral because that will be the song that killed me. <laughs> One of the absolute worst pieces of uh, four and a half minutes I'll never get back. I played it twice, nine minutes. Absolutely disgusted by that yeah. song. That was their black How about album. Slayer though. Slayer's always been Slayer is great. So, and I Slayer's still love Slayer, but Slayer no. blew up. Slayer was like pro wrestling to me. The instant the guys in Slayer said, Hey, by the way, we're not Satanists. This guy's a devout Catholic, and yeah. we don't actually love Nazi merchandise. Nobody wanted to believe that they were really Satanists or yeah. Nazi guys, but we love the illusion of the it. The illusion of it, okay? yeah. Okay, they put it out yep. there as, a, as a, it was an act, and we all knew it was an act, but I didn't want to hear that wrestling wasn't real. I knew it was fake, but I didn't want to hear it. You know, yeah. And, 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 and oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Kim. wrestling's I'm fake. Sorry. Sorry. Well, yeah, it is. By fake. the way, we have to have a talk later about Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, when Slayer pulled back. The, the fourth wall. Uh, the, they pulled back the curtain and said, by the way, we're not really Satanists. We're not really Nazi lovers. We're yeah. Not. It kind of took the mystique out of the music because it was so goddamn evil. It was. It, it was rough and it was aggressive. And they have an album named God Hates Us All, and well, I love that. Well, I'll be honest with you. I still think that's true. Just look what's yeah. going on in Florida <laughs> right we're now. Talking, we're yeah. talking more metal, though, now than, than, than rock and roll. No, true. Yeah, These we bands, are. You know, so. I mean, my, there's there's bands that will see it. Like, Mike doesn't like them. Um, Zeppelin. I love Zeppelin. They yeah, stand right. the test. They've been around forever. Zeppelin's um, all right. I mean, well, no, they haven't been around forever, but they they still are listenable. You know what I mean? Who's you that again? I'm sorry. Zeppelin. I was saying. distracted by, you know, yet to be named Kalen. I was, <laughs> no, I was saying Zeppelin. They're not... Um, <laughs> You know, at first, they said they've been around forever, and they only haven't. Love. They were only around for a short period of time. Yeah, but they wrote about 
druids and trolls. Yeah, so they might as well like have been around shit. since the 1600s. I like I like that shit. They're like minstrels. Yeah, <laughs> oh, little midgets I mean, dancing through the fields. But I mean, it's tough for me because little I listen people, to Brad, little people. Oh, I listen to a very my apologies <laughs> big stretch of music styles. The two things I avoid is country music and rap. Come on, oh, we're going to address just, rap in a few minutes. He's baiting it. He, he's yeah, actually champing it. But I listen right to now. I listen to blues. I listen to southern rock. Love it. Love Southern rock. So let me ask you this before you go any further. What are the elements of these different styles of music that bring you in? What are the things that make music great and what isn't being done in today's Actual music? instruments for one thing well, and talent. Always a good point. You know what always I mean? Technology. Um, the, I like the, um, someone with a, music, with a solid singing voice, um, you know, playing instruments the, the way thing, they're that, supposed to be yeah, played. Talent is you not know, so, it's, I mean, you, you don't need so much talent any, anymore. It seems like these bands out there. No, like they, auto tune. Yeah, and auto tune all and this bullshit. And don't get me wrong. I mean, there's bands that have been doing that for years, too. I mean, you ever see the Rolling Stones live? No. They're fucking horrible live. I know. Oh my god. They're fucking no. Even before that, they're just horrible live. They're a great studio band. Yeah, they fucking bands, sound like some shit. Some bands are great live. studio bands, and you know? they can't play worth the shit on stage. You know, there's just a so lot many of bands, bands out like, there that. like that. But I mean, you have a lot of, um, I, like I said, with southern rock. I mean, Leonard Skinner was just a great. They were almost like a garage band. It's like a fun sound. band. They were fun to, they were fun to. to listen to. That's the thing. Um, then you got bands like I like that. I wouldn't consider them progressive rock. Like you know, but um, like Jethro Tull, a lot of people considered them progressive. Be- yeah. Well, because they have a, a very wide range of instruments that they were playing. Yeah. You know, and um, their fucking keyboardist is a woman now. It's still the same person that was a keyboardist in the '60s, but Pink now Floyd. he's a woman. It's funny you bring up progressive <laughs> rock. What What does the word progressive mean? In the '90s, where I think rock died, and and mostly with metal, but progressive rock was all about how many notes you can fit. Into a bar. Into a bar, and, yeah. And, and, and how many different time changes you can have like in a song. Rush. And it stopped being about songs, and it started being about showing Technical off your musical ability. showing off, yeah. A Dream band Theater. like Dream Theater, okay, and a Rush million other really bands that followed. Rush even in the beginning, yeah. but, you know, Rush still wrote songs. Yeah. You may yeah. not like them, but they wrote songs, and it's a power trio to boot. Thank you, mm-hmm. Leslie. The guys in Dream Theater, there's five of them, plus a producer, and Every song has nine movements within the song. Yeah. And, and, you know, anything resembling a chorus, you catch it in the beginning of the song and then it happens at the end, but there's no hooks in the middle. It's all about disjointed playing and this and that. And I think that was as much a problem as lack of musical ability. I I enjoy, I like Dream Theater. They have uh, some good songs, but a lot of them are... um, 12 minutes long. 12 minutes long. It is a lot. You know, playing, like, how many strings can I put on my guitar? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know that, like, you know, um, they're all got Berkeley degrees from Boston, and they're all showing off their Berkeley degrees, but yes. they're not actually playing songs. And I think that was as much of a problem as lack of musical. Because I'd rather, to, to be honest with you, I'd la- I'd rather listen to ACDC. Well, you know, it's just those power, those power beats, straight yeah. power chords. Your just... sister brings up a good point here in her in her notes because she's afraid to talk on the microphone apparently, but she brings up a good point. I think a band like Tool. Is light years more progressive than a band like Dream Theater. Yes. Okay, because they're right. They're creating new sounds. 
Yeah. Okay. A band like Tool appeals to rock fans. It appeals to pop fans. It appeals to metal fans. It appeals yeah. to goth fans. It appeals to a million different I love, audiences. I love Tool. Kalen, if you would please lean on the microphone because I know you're a huge Tool fan. You have been for years. Can you please tell me what it is about huge Tool, tool box. that appeals? <laughs> she loves tools. <laughs> She's a giant. She tool. is. I mean, we call her Ace Hardware off the air. <laughs> I, I just think that it's the... Microphone, please. Oh. Is this thing on? It is. <laughs> I just feel like they incorporate so many different sounds that other bands don't. And I feel like it's a type of music that's not predictable, where you can't tap your foot to the beat because you don't know what's going to come what's up What's going to come next. Yeah. You no, know, you're right. Just, and, and But it's always good. That's the thing is, I, that's what I do. I like Tool a lot. I, lo- I love Tool. I like Tool. I just don't care for the singer. Yeah, so you much. have a problem that's with all. the singer's voice. But they are but progressive they are. because oh, they are. When they're, they they're came all out with Opiate twenty something years ago, yeah. people now aren't making music that that that's that complex. Yeah, they're and definitely ahead of their time in that, in that genre. Caitlin, by out. Complex, do you mean by notes, or do you well, mean by the fact that it's a, diff, a different sound? Look at other progressive bands. Like, Yes was, is a progressive. It's a different sound. I, I would classify Yes as a progressive definitely. band. Yeah. All right, oh, but that was back in the 70s. Yeah. I mean, they, they dipped into the, the 80s, but and they might still be around today. <laughs> yeah, they are. But I don't think Yes is, is what killed rock and roll. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I think not. getting back on track here, I think the 90s are when rock and roll ended because we labeled an entire movement of music out of a, a location rather than a sound. Yes. Everything was called grunge. Grunge, yep. Not one of those big bands sound alike. Pearl Jam doesn't sound like Soundgarden, doesn't sound like Nirvana, doesn't sound like Tad, doesn't sound like Mudhoney, doesn't sound like any Screaming Trees, you name it. They all yep. sound like different bands. Why did we have to label that? Because yeah. they came from the same goddamn town? It, yeah, 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 I Pretty see what much. you're saying. No, it's true. I mean, like, I'm a huge, one of my favorite bands is Alice in Chains. I'm a huge Chains fan. I'm embarrassed yeah. I forgot to mention them during that whole rant of yeah. bands I just did. They're pretty no, much the I mean, they, 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 to me, uh, they're one of my favorite bands but to of me, all time. They're not a grunge band. They were, not, they were a metallic rock band, and yeah. they were a damn good heavy rock band at that. Yeah. But call them grunts. Tell me they're the same band as Pearl Jam. Yeah. It's, it's something it, new. It, you know, people need need labels for new things, and that's pretty much what... It was progressive in that it was minimalist. It was four, five riffs at most. Of incredibly talented musicians. But they realized that you don't have to cram a song full of notes to make a good song. And then you had a singer who was more emotive than most any singer of the era. Okay, that guy got more emotion out of a note. I I kind of get pissed sometimes um, that people look at some, you know, uh, what's his name? Kurt Cobain was a... You know, musical genius. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. I I don't agree with that statement. And I don't think I, I don't, don't think I like he killed Nirvana. Himself. I, I, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's conspiracy that's episode conspiracy two. Conspiracy episode yeah. two. <laughs> I uh, but I mean, I I don't I don't not like him. I like Nirvana, but he wasn't he wasn't a uh, musical genius. Fucking no. Trent Reznor is the fucking furthest thing from a fucking musical genius. I beg to if you ask that, me, from, from fucking, from I, you know, people Trent get Reznor. into that. Let them go with this. What, what, what do you like about Trent Reznor? You want to talk about new sounds and putting putting well, yeah, music industrial music had existed for twenty years prior to that. Yes. Exactly. And what the hell did he do to it? You just put it together so well. That's what I ministry. I, I love them. Yes, ministry. Twelve years prior. Yeah. I know. Decroups. But 
the way he put everything together, I think he he was a great writer too. I'm going to stick with it. Nine Inch Nails sucks. <laughs> and I'm going to second that. Yeah. I never I, liked I, loved, I love I never, And I know all the people walking, you know, there was the cars driving around with the nine stickers on the back. If your song if can be nine tattoos. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I've got a point to make. If your song can be covered by Johnny Cash, who was 90 when he yeah. did it, <laughs> and he made it better. Johnny yep. Cash. Okay. How many uh, Johnny Cash uh, tool songs do you hear out there? They don't have to. Tool did it best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But when you yeah, get a 90-year-old I mean, country guy on his last leg who makes Trent Reznor look like a pussy by taking his song and making it better. Yeah. <laughs> look, Johnny Cash can make a, a eulogy sound better. It doesn't matter. In fact, you know. I think he did. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, whatever about you know them. I don't even want to spend time talking about them. I One hate tool. them. But I mean... Thanks. You know, like some like Alice in Chains, I mean, vocally, the guy was incredible. Lyrically, it was between him and a lot of it's written by Jerry Cantrell. Yeah, could, you know what I mean? Uh, the lyrics. But I mean. The feeling in his singing. And that's is the just thing incredible. is you can that's sit there and listen to music and you actually you feel, feel the emotion. You yeah. feel what's going on. That's a huge thing. That's why I say, like, even going back to ACDC, that they were. It was just straight power chords, but when you listen to it, you're like, yeah, I want to fucking drink some beers and fucking do whatever. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, is is definitely you know, one of the better party bands. You know, yeah, your, your sister, fun. once again, in her subtle note-taking, actually made a good point. Arguably the most progressive band of all time is Black Sabbath, and they did it, yes. by, they did it by accident. By accident. They played three chords. Okay, Tony Iommi had his fingers chopped off. They were playing in a blues band called Earth. Yes. Okay, and they were a yep. bad blues band. They were not good. They weren't good. They were yep. not good musicians. Tony Iommi worked in a factory, chopped his fingertips off, had to wear thimbles on his fingers, and ended up inventing the sound we now call heavy metal. Yeah. Other bands had played aggressive rock before. Blue Cheer and I mean Steppenwolf and all these yeah. bands. But none of them made that sound. I th- believe it's called the tritone, that chord. That's called the devil's chord. Yeah. Because you weren't supposed to play that. That was considered evil. Yeah. And they played it well. They played it and well. And they also exactly. played it by accident. And that was a gr- the great thing, too, is there was... Uh, I saw a documentary, and they were talking about Sabbath. And um, they were saying how th- when they changed their style of music to be more uh, methodical and more... Uh, more mu- musical. Musical. Yeah. Was... They were hanging out. It was, I mean, you're talking late 60s, you know, early 70s when horror movies were become when horror movies were just becoming gory and straight up horror. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, and they were selling out. Those movies were selling out. They're extremely popular. So Tony Iommi said, why don't we try being a horror band? Like, let's make scary music. It's working with, you know what I mean? See if it but works But they still the wanted to do that in a blues context. Yeah. They thought they could make evil blues. Yeah. Nobody had ever thought about the fact that they could branch off a of rock and roll. Yeah. You know, they never thought they would be closely related to The Who. Because The Who at that point was probably the closest thing they had to a, a big time hard rock band. Yeah. Okay. And they took that context and ran with it. And to this day, it remains my favorite band of all time. I yeah. think they've written five bad songs with all the different singers and lineups. I love everything Sabbath ever did. Yeah. And it's all because of Tony Iommi's guitar. Yeah. I mean, the groundbreaking. And, and progressive. And progressive. It was forward and, thinking. Yep. And there, there isn't much of that today. And, and that's the thing, too, is you look at, you know, 
um, how many bands did they inspire? You know, how many Countless. bands did we hear that you know that we listened Countless. to that they inspired? Countless. Bands. That's huge. You know, do you think fucking Goo Goo Dolls are inspiring anybody? There is an entire coffee clutch full of women. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that absolutely adore the Goo Goo Dolls, yeah. especially Dolls. that song "Iris." Oh God! And then ninety-three other songs they've never heard. You know, Damn. I think I think that is basically it. You know, I can't think of any other bands that started in. Let's let's just use nineteen ninety as the cutoff point. Name a band from nineteen ninety that stemmed up now that is still relevant today that matters. I mean, there are bands still around. Green Day's still around. But what the hell have they done? What have they done worth talking about? Nothing. Nothing. They didn't do anything in the 90s worth talking about. <laughs> I found out last week that The Offspring is still touring. Really? Why? Well, I, thought, I thought that singer died. Didn't he die? Or no, he did no, not. No, no, no. He did not. Mike, watch the Green Day, a Broadway musical. Why? That's what I, I mean. The best, like the best that, progressive I mean, bands. Uh, well, it doesn't have not, to be progressive. What's the best no, rock I, music? Period. But the the best uh, progressive bands are not they don't they don't go out of their way to be progressive. That's that's the best part about them is they're, they're just doing they're, music like this. They're doing what they yeah. want to do. They're not trying and to show off. Labels. They're not trying to show off their talent. That's why there's bands out there that they they okay we're gonna be a progressive band and we're gonna write towards the progressive way and we're gonna do this that way. But the best ones out there are just the ones that are labeled after as progressive. Then, then starting off writing, trying to be a progressive band. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, Black Sabbath did back in the day, and they did something different. That's, that's, that's why right. I hate the term progressive rock in yeah, general because it usually just, just means too many notes. Yeah. But you know, and Kaylin chimed in again, but uh, she, she mentioned CCR, Creedence. Love Credence. What was progressive about Credence when they came out? Now, I know you listen to this. Yes. Whereas I don't. So inform me. The wide range of instruments that they use. How many guys are in yeah. that band? It's like 19. Oh, God. Right? It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like watching Chicago on yeah, the road. Yeah. But even another band, Chicago, that is no. freaking fantastic. No. no. Love Chicago. See, I love them. Okay. I, I, tell I like you what. bands like that. And that's I'll what give a $100 Amazon gift card to anybody that can tell me what 25 or 6 to 4 means. They're a. I look at them as a rock and roll orchestra. I don't know. Oh, 25, I was 64. thinking about that the other day. I was actually taking my dogs for Just for the record, if either one of you know head. the answer, you're not getting the gift card. <laughs> yeah. This is for both of our listeners. Yeah, it's, about him write, it's about him writing a song. What does it mean? Talk I to me. I, kind, I can't. I'm drawing a blank right now, and I kind well, of remember We don't have time somewhere. for that on the Surprise. air. Edit this yes, shit out. drawing a blank. Okay, so Chicago <laughs> sucks. Move on. Mm. No, but I mean CCR. Chicago sucks, but Cleveland rocks. CCR. Um, they were just, horns up, baby. <clears throat> same thing. Pink Floyd. Same thing. There you massive go. amount. Massive amount of instruments. Massive amount of people play. How many massive amounts? So there was rock and loose roll notes. Rock and roll orchestra is basically what it was. Just, Pink Floyd. No, I'm saying you've got a massive amount of musicians on stage. All Pink playing. Floyd didn't have a massive amount of musicians. No, oh, they did at one point. They might have had an orchestra backing them, but all the music you know, was written maybe. by four, four guys. Yeah, yeah, true. Some okay. of it's fucking and I've really seen their fucked big up. I've seen the pig flying over stadiums. Mm -hmm. I, I've done that whole bit. Yeah, Pink I've Floyd, done. though, if you think about it, it's actually very minimalist. Yeah. And that made them progressive in the sense that they were playing fewer notes. Yeah. And that was cool. And that's no, why they still stand up. No, I can't stand, and people love them, 
is the Grateful Dead. Oh my I god! I cannot fucking listen to a fucking song. Can I make a really old joke? I'll be grateful when they're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're right. about halfway there, aren't we? Yeah. We well, we lost Jerry twenty years ago, and he's. The, the legacy still lives on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fucking die already. In ice cream like, and everything else. You and your I, weird hippie skull and the lightning bolt through God, it. All of it. you go away. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to the show, I apologize, and then I don't. I won't take any you know talent away from anybody in the band. Like They're music. talented musicians, but they just the music is not good. I don't no, like yeah, it. It, just, it sounds. Me. It sounds to me. It sounds to me like a like a band like a garage band from a from an old folk song. That's what yes. they sound like to me. Yes. That's what they sound like to me. Just and then the best of... part is all the deadheads. The guys are wearing the tie-dyes in their late 50s. What's your favorite song? Well, Touch of Grey. Yeah. yeah. That just, that was, and your second on, favorite dude. song? The one that came after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's yeah. got a goddamn answer no, because the dead suck. They, they go yeah. more for the tag Casey than, Jones. than yeah, for the music, go. you know. Yeah, it's more of it's more of a it's um, more of a life a lifestyle like oh like, she owned a million other bands we got fish now and fish. They, they make the oh, dead look God. like geniuses yeah I know god awful bands hey we're gonna play one song I'll see you in four hours <laughs> and people <laughs> travel people travel to go That's see the these and like oh, I'm gonna go see fish they're more part of a movement we used to call them gypsies you know they, they travel gypsies town to town living yeah. off of other people's <laughs> yeah, generosity absolute complete detriments to society I mean, these people travel and, and and yet fish is playing arenas counting all their more, money and rolling like a, in it yeah like well well the, the earthy crunchy hairy armpitted people are hanging outside smelling with the fucking stank of patchouli i can fucking hate that stink. that's right it also patchouli. smells like unemployment it is dirt. not to uh you know uh whatever i'm not yeah you know, fuck what you, you if you like them, I don't i'm not apologizing for they're shit. not they listening suck. they're not listening <laughs> i don't care I assure and, you, and when we call Charlie I later, I assure yeah. you, he is not a deadhead. Yep. No, but Speaking I mean, of which, I got to check in on him. I just yeah. don't. Yeah, let's see what Charlie is because Well, Charlie's that's the thing. Some... We've covered rock and roll, and we've covered all these, you know, metal bands. and We haven't heard from the rap group, and, and Charlie, he's a white guy from Suffolk County, Long Island, and somebody I've known for 25 years. Landfill Charlie. Landfill Charlie, I should say. So let me give Charlie a Big call. LC. We're going to put him on speaker, rock. and Craig, you can edit out this space. Oh, that's fine. Let's get him in. Hey, Charlie, it's Brad. How are you? What's up, bro? Hey, well, say hi Landfill. to everybody. Landfill Yo, Charlie. <laughs> say hi to everybody. Yo, what's up, Greg? What's up, Mike? What's going what's on, going on Charlie? You also got to say hi to Leslie and Kalen. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we got a full fucking house, brother. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, we do. So what's going on? Well, we finally got technology sorted out, and we're out here, we're talking about metal and rock and everything, and we realize we haven't covered the rap end of the spectrum. So I know you got a strong opinion on this. I got to ask you, what was better, rap now or rap then? Oh, uh, oh shit. Up until 2000, rap became shit after 2002. Yeah. There yeah. <laughs> you go. Okay, well, tell me why. We got a radio show to do here. Uh, rap, like, rap originated was more or less like, you know, it was a rhyme. It was about, I don't know, neighborhoods and nothing about violence. And then when we went to high school, it was gangster rap. And you got, like, you had inner city rap. And then all of a sudden, like this new rap now, they mumble. You know, they, just, <laughs> they gibberish. You can't understand what my daughter listens to this shit. 
And uh, <laughs> you remember when I did the Facebook Live video, right? And she was like, she was talking about her rap she likes now. And they're gibbering, like, I don't know, screaming or stand a word she says. So then I put our old school stuff on. And everybody started coming on. They were commenting, commenting. And, and that had been over 2,000 views on the, in the video. And I was saying how much better old school rap is against new school. And think about this. How many people nowadays, all these rappers, compare themselves to Tupac and Biggie? Yeah, but yeah. none of them even do it. Not, the, one of the points I made in the rant, which you'll hear at the end, is that it used to be about fight the power and fuck the police. And now ev- everything about rap today is all about counting your dollars and drinking champagne and fucking those skanky bitches that hang around your mansion. <laughs> yeah. Am I wrong? Well, you forget about the crack slinging. <laughs> <laughs> they were slinging crack for a while. What he say? He said talking about slinging crack for a while too. That was a definite topic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, back in the nineties, that's what it was. Back then, it was about like with Biggie, Biggie's first album, uh, "Ready to Die." That was his whole basically his whole life story about him slinging crack and you know became in you know I think about this. How many times nowadays you see people walking around and everybody to this day, you know, it was all a dream. It used to be Word Up magazines. How many people here say that? Or I, I want. Uh, I love when they call me Big Papa. You know, you you hear it all the time now. Because it's our generation now compared, you know what I'm saying? Like, our generation now, our parents compared to, like, uh, it's hard to explain. Like, our generation now are, like, our parents were, like, with the Beatles. What generation? What generation is that? (laughs) I feel like you skipped about 40 years. (laughs) Put it this way. My parents, right, when, when rap came out, right, when we were kids, when rap came out, like, you couldn't even talk about it. It was like devil's music. Nowadays, like, rap now, it's like, I'm having, I have, like, arguments with my daughter right now about rap. I know, I've seen the videos, man. By the way, I think she owns you, dude. Oh, my daughter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm not yeah, going to... I'm not gonna lie, man. When rap first came out, I was a big time rap head, man. I loved, I loved old school rap. You know, I mean, I'm talking about Run DMC. I owned parachute pants and, and an Alfonso breaking board. But <laughs> Fred got the cardboard and the parachute pants. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> you know it. That's right. I mean, by a show of hands, how many people in this room watch Crush Groove on repeat? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've seen it. There you go. <laughs> My hands in the air. <laughs> the best part of beach street was watching a young iced tea and like iced tea 71 now so i think at a young iced tea even there in that movie he was 35 yeah yeah it was pretty amazing watching him do it with that fake long hair beach street that fake long hair. beach street the king of the beat i see you rocking that beat from across the street uh-huh beach street is a lesson too because i can't let the street beat you huh and that was oh, that, that, that was Mike. How's that? <laughs> that was pretty good. Holy shit, Mike! <laughs> I told you, man. Uh, all right, all. so I got to ask you real quick, though. I mean, are there any redeeming values in today's rap music? Are you hearing anything from like Drake or anything that's worth it? Drake. No. Okay. Straight to the point. Oh, I love well, it. No. There's very, there's very few new rappers now that are good. So what are you listening to right now, pal? I'm at the old school. I'm school. All right, but I, you're talking to a guy who well, talked about Black Sabbath for 20 minutes, so indulge me. <laughs> what, what is it that you're listening to right now? I listen to, uh, I listen to Nas, Biggie, uh, Tupac. Uh, like, 
I like, you know, like, odd, like rap music, I really know, but really likes, like, listen to, like, like, Shine. You guys remember Shine? He's the guy that did the shooting with uh, Puff Daddy, with J-Lo. Mm-hmm. He's the one that went to jail for eight years. He's a good oh, rapper. Yeah. Um, I like gangster rap. I like uh, Snoop, Dre, um, Sam Snoop. He was what? on uh, Natural Born Killers. Ice Cube is one of my biggest, I like, I'm a big Ice Cube fan. Charlie, what do you think about when the crackers started breaking in, like Eminem? Yeah, how do you feel about white guys? Eminem was the best guy out there. He's the best. He's the best rapper out there right now. I think he was the best freestyler. Yeah, he was. I'll give he him was. that. Actually, Biggie was a great freestyle rapper too. Yes, he was. But how about Snow? Uh, you know, when you look past, <laughs> in, when you look past Informer, <laughs> you look past. Uh, Informer. I'm, I'm looking for the B sides here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He was Canadian. <laughs> I think he was actually black, but he was Canadian, and that just made him whiter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Charlie, we're going to let you go, buddy. But first of all, thank you for uh, doing this. Uh, we'll do all the waivers and disclaimers later, but we're going to use you on the air, pal. Thanks uh, a lot, brother. Thanks for calling in. We love you, man. Thanks, Charlie. I love you guys, too. And by the way, let's go Giants tomorrow night. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the best thing ever for a show coming out of Patriots Country. I love you, man. I fucking love you. Charlie, buddy, I will text you offline, but thanks a lot, man. You got it. I'll talk to you guys later. We love thanks, you, Charlie. And that was Landfill Charlie, everybody. Tapping in with his uh, rap knowledge. I tell you, yeah. guy, for a four foot nine white guy, he, he's pretty street. <laughs> he's pretty street. <laughs> oh, I gotta tell you, he fits under his shoulder really well. Yeah. Yeah, he just, <laughs> just fits right in the crook of your elbow. He's great. Sounds great. Uh, Charlie's cool. a good guy. Charlie man. was a nose cool tackle guy. for our football team. I played football with Charlie. I played Little League with Charlie. I go back 25, 30 years with this kid. Yeah. I, I really love the guy to death. And, uh, yeah, it might come to that if we ever discuss music on a regular basis. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I got to tip my cap. He took the call. He loves the show. And uh, he's probably our first fan. So we got you know, yeah, to, to I, Landfill Charlie. To, to Landfill, Landfill Charlie. Charlie. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. That was a good time right there. I'm glad, he, I'm glad he answered the phone. All right. So thanks again for that call. But, you know, a piece of information just came across the desk here. We found out that Craig, who's been talking to us about Black Sabbath and Slayer and all these wonderful rock bands, uh, Craig has a little bit of a hip-hop history. And, One song. And I, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Can we all check the temperature? Because I believe it's getting hot in here. <laughs> I'm going to take my clothes off. <laughs> I don't know. I fucking love that song. Somebody open a window. I don't know what it is. Somebody open a window. Somebody give me an escape room. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I fucking love window. that song. It's just, I don't know. There's something in it that just fucking, I was like, yeah. I don't know. Oh, well, but, you know, most people would hear that song, even the diehard metalists, and be like, yeah, you went and made a video. Can you explain this video? Por favor. I I mean, how right. would you say please in Portuguese? Por favor. Yeah. Well, fuck that. <laughs> Go. <laughs> no, I, so I made a video. It was a family cookout I had at my house, and it was hot as a bastard that day. So, you know, 
everybody's like in the pool and fucking wiping sweat from the pictures of people wiping sweat from their brow and this and that. And I went on and made an entire video to the Nelly song. It's getting hot in here. And who was in the video? Uh, Little my, kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm going with this. It was my niece and my nephew. Yeah, Yeah, they were young, but it was funny. It's getting hot in here. It was really funny. That's good. So you took, how old was your niece at the time? Like eight. No, yeah, she was like four. And how old was was your nephew? What, like one? Four. Yeah. All right, I'd like to congratulate Mike. You're no longer the pedophile of Needless (laughs) to Say. Thank you very much. Woo! I graduated. You, you weren't, I, they weren't taking their clothes off or anything. It was you just You just funny. played a Nelly song, It's Getting Hot in Here. <laughs> so take off so all your clothes. Take off all your clothes. <laughs> Justify that, motherfucker. <laughs> they were playing in the pool. And the, star, and the stars of the, of the video are children. That's great. It was funny it was as fuck. It was a family cookout. It was a family cookout. Which is why played. I love hanging out with your family. Yeah. I won't lie to you. <laughs> it was funny as shit. So that was good. But so you got an admitted you like certain songs. Yeah, if a song is good, it's good. I gotta good. tell you, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think at the end of the day there's only two types of music, good music and bad music. Yes. Okay. I've heard country songs I like. There's not many of them because I no. think most of today's country is kind of redundant. It all sounds the same to me. But again, you, that's coming from a guy who listens to death metal. Yes. Which all sounds the same to somebody who doesn't like death metal. So Go into what it is about hip hop and country and all these other genres because we've talked about rock and metal extensively. So yeah. go into other genres. Yeah, I li- you know, I listen to everything. I li- I listen to blues. I said this before. I listen right. to blues music. I listen to everything. I enjoy it. If the song is good, it's good. That's all that matters. You know what I mean? If I, if I hear it and it's catchy and I like this, I like the sound. I'm going to listen to it. Doesn't matter what genre it is. You know. But I did torture myself about a year ago. Um, went and seen a. I took my my niece is a huge fan of this band called Five Seconds of Summer. What They're do from, they sound like? Because I've never heard them. Duran Duran. They're like Blink One Eighty Two, but a tad gayer. <laughs> <laughs> a tad? I didn't know that was possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And isn't that isn't that the singer's name? Tad. <laughs> Tad, Tad, Tad Gayer. Tad <laughs> but uh, that's just, like I mean, my golf name, yeah. Clay Pecker. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they, they, it was, it was horrible. And I sat there too. I mean, it wasn't that bad because I was with my niece. She was having so much fun. I brought it to the show because I knew she would enjoy it. They, you know, it's our favorite band of all times. Stop They're making excuses horrible. and destroy yeah. this band. Oh, thank oh you. Oh, my God. They are so bad. It's just one of their biggest songs is was written by two guys from Duran Duran. I think there were only two guys in Duran Duran. Right? Well, yeah. All right, then. There you go. And uh, it sounds exactly like the best song that Duran Duran ever had. It literally yeah, is. Yeah, the music a, is it's the a, same. It's a cut and copy. It's the music ridiculous. is the same. The chorus is the same. They, it's because oh, at first I'm like, they ripped off Duran Duran. I'm like, holy shit, they must be getting sued. And then I realized those guys out. actually wrote the song. So would they I qualify mean, as a guilty pleasure? For me? No, there's no <laughs> pleasure involved. So what's your guilty pleasure? Children. Huh. And my children. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was going to say, Mike, buckle up, because we're going to ask you next. And I All have right. a feeling that your Guilty Pleasure song is pretty epic. I don't know. Um, no, yeah, I know. Mine's going to beat you all. Mine's going to beat you all. I have a, I have a few. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Does, do we, like, I mean, do we have to come back to you? Is this like when the waitress comes to the table and you yeah. make everybody else order first? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what's I don't his know. name? Guilt- what's, uh, what's his name there? Uh, played uh, in, the, in the Super Bowl. Oh, what's his name? That's a guilty uh, that's pleasure. That's a good song. That that's song a guilty pleasure, and I'll admit it, is Bruno Mars. Bruno oh, Mars, definitely. I love him. He's, he's a hell of a performer. Guy. I, I got to tip my cap. He's a hell of a performer. That's what I mean. He's, I just, Bruno he's, Mars. he's talented as a motherfucker, and I like the guy. Also gayer than a picnic basket. Oh, totally. <laughs> oh, totally. Well, oh, that guy is loving dicks like Elton John. Oh, I don't, I don't think anybody loves dicks. He's loving dicks like Elton John's fluffer. Give me a fucking break. But a but a hell of an entertainer. Yes. Yeah. That does. Yeah. Exactly. Who but, gives a shit? Let me take the heat off of you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my. I, I'm telling you that it's not. No, you cannot have that, the same answer. Move what, on. That was my answer. Bullshit. I, I'm the one who brought it up. What the fuck? Man? Mine's Bruno still Mars gonna beat rocks. you. Say anything you want, because mine's still All gonna right, beat you. You want to really? Oh, I'm about to admit something on the air that's gonna bury me. The fucking village people, man. I love it. I fucking love him. I take it back. <laughs> I love him, dude. I, I take it back. I love him. I love him. But I, I mean, do, are we just talking YMCA? <laughs> or are we going deep people. into the village no, people? No, we're going to YMCA. Digging into the back, fucking Dig Navy. In the, back. in the Navy. Oh, yeah. I, no, I, I need some village people deep cuts. Do you have some deep cuts? No, the Navy. Yeah, Navy was cool. But YMCA, come on, man. You gotta have balls to go out there and freaking the dress like that. You gotta have your that. balls out when they play. <laughs> the B track. I ain't pulling out <laughs> until you cry. Yeah, and the, the, their third single, I swear that rash is normal. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, how yeah. on earth could you listen to them with a straight face? There's a guy dressed up in an Indian headdress. I don't, I don't listen to them with a straight face. I listen to them with a gay face. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point of listening to, listening to the village people. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> yeah. No, All right, well, Bruno, I guess mine Bruno pales Mars, in comparison. Though. You like Bruno Mars. I, I, I got to give it to Bruno Mars. The guy can perform. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's yeah. phenomenal. I, I, you know what? That's a James great one. Kaylin, say it again into the microphone, please. He's the James Brown of the 2000s. And he I is. have to agree with that. Yeah. I no, have to agree is, with that. He's talented. He's, he's, he's an entertainer. And he writes all his music. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, I think he's a musician on top he, of oh, all he's, of it. Yeah, he actually, yeah, he's a really good And so I don't moves. think that qualifies as shitty music. No. I, I, and I think that's what the point of what we were talking about today is that music today has no soul. So if you yeah. got a guy like Bruno Mars, you may not like his music style, but he writes it all. He believes in it. He stays true to himself. Yes. He'll cross boundaries, but he's not ever straying from what makes him Bruno Mars. Exactly. You had somebody like Madonna, who I despise, because whatever was the flavor of the was, moment right. in her yeah, career, was, that is what she did. It was and I think she lost credibility ten times but over. I, I think you see more and more of that nowadays, but, too. But, I mean, that's, hold on. that's probably like... Hold, yes, exactly, Brad. We, we skipped yeah. over... What is it? I really thought I did a good job yeah, better than that. <laughs> you tried to cover that, but... All right, well, if you know anything about me, you know I love Christmas. 
Yes. Okay. I love Christmas. I love the season. I love the fact that everybody's just a little bit nicer to I each other. I love Christmas. I am the same but way. I think we can all agree that Christmas music is largely some of the stupidest shit ever to grace some of the it planet. i love no christmas. most of it i love most christmas. unless you're talking about that really depressing i want to shoot myself christmas oh my shoes god, song. I hate that yeah. song oh yeah. god i hate so that terrible. fucking most song. of christmas music fuck that shoes fuck <laughs> those shoes it's exactly terrible. i don't want to think about that i don't want to listen to that during yeah, christmas exactly you know? but it's most like, of christmas songs sucks. you know it's all about loving people and and wanting to be with them and missing them and all that and it kind of makes you a little weepy yeah well Please don't in 1989 my mother went to my grandmother and she says the kids are starting to really get into music so i want you to go get them some cassettes of the most popular music out there and my grandmother went to the sam goody or one of the stores in the mall that was available in the bronx new york and said what's the most popular album for young teenagers today Brad got a new kids on the block. And I did. (laughs) (laughs) I hit it right on the head. New kids. The new kids on the block. Merry, Merry Christmas. Oh, you loved it. I got it on cassette and CD, motherfucker. You loved it. And to this day, all I can say is Christmas music is supposed to be stupid. (laughs) It's supposed to be terrible. I mean, honestly, Holly Jolly Christmas, not any better than Funky Funky Christmas. The difference is I know the words to Funky Funky Christmas because it's a funky Christmas and a funky New Year. I swear we got ourselves a party here. Yeah. All right. Oh, my God. Girls on the floor, Northside Posse at the door. Should I stop? Nah, cool. Here's more of this song. A funky Christmas melody. Over there, it's Jordan K. He's feeling oh so Christmassy. Oh, my God, dude. Put your hands in the air. Now pause. Kick the ballistic Santa Claus. <laughs> you fucking win. You win, bro. Have you a win. funky, yep. funky Christmas. <laughs> you win. That's fucking fantastic. You but on top win. of that, they had the be-all, end-all ballad of sad Christmas songs. And that oh. was, this one's for the children. Oh, oh God. And, and Craig, if you're now. even half an editor, you'll find a way to get this music I into will. the final take. <laughs> I will. This one's for the children. Children of the world This one's for the children 12 years old This was somewhat embarrassing Because anybody going to a New Kids concert Was a 12 year old girl Yes But I kept the album <laughs> At 15 years old It's borderline embarrassing at 41. <laughs> but you transitioned at 15. Well, thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, what what the fuck was that? But at 41 years old and having a full-on unrestricted Spotify account and still having a Christmas playlist <laughs> yeah. that has the that entire song. New Kids on the Block. Oh, my goodness. Merry, Merry Christmas album. The one, the one song on there that's terrible, they did White Christmas. And it sounded like it was on 78 RPM. It was just nothing but high-pitched notes. Sounds like the Chipmunks. It, like the Chipmunks it, Christmas no, album. No, because the Chipmunks had some musical integrity. There was absolutely <laughs> none to be found in this version, and, and, and Bing Crosby probably rolled and rolled and rolled and rolled and rolled. I am so amazed, Brad. I, we're learning a lot that was, tonight. That was good. <laughs> we are learning no, a lot tonight. No, it's ironic, though, is that fucking New Kids in the Block are actually touring again. 
touring again, touring yeah. still. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess still. But they yeah. haven't done the Christmas tour, which I would be at I, front row. Yeah. <laughs> this year, the Providence Performing Arts Center. New kids in the block. That's right. P Pack and Brad loses his dignity all yeah. in one night. <laughs> hey, what are you doing tonight? You want to go to the show? <laughs> I'd yeah. go. I'd go. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. It's it's Christmas music. It's supposed a, to be dumb. It is, and there's no good Christmas song. There isn't a, a good heavy metal Christmas song. They all sound like parodies. Every one of them, Twisted Sister Twisted did Twisted Sister. Christmas, yeah. and it sounds like they're making fun of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. At least these guys were sincere about it. Yeah. And yeah, is it bad? Of course it's bad. It's Christmas music. Fucking <laughs> bro, lives, man. But if I'm bro gonna play my kids, my yeah. If I'm gonna I play my them. kids, Jingle Bells. Yeah. Okay. They wrote a song about a sleigh going through snow. All right, yep. it's a terrible song. It's a terrible genre of music, but it's stupid and it's fun. It's fun, and that's exactly where it's, it fit in. It's the season. It's Mike listens here. to the Village People year round, so yeah. fuck right. you. That's right. That's right. It's fun to yeah. go to YMCA. Eat a dick, which is their third album. Yeah, <laughs> in their fourth, in their fifth. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! It is. It's fun. That's to fucking funny, though, yeah. Brad. As soon as you said that, my grandmother went there, and I was like, "He got a new Kiss of the Block CD." That's right. <laughs> and it wasn't even a CD. I got the cassette with the plastic. Well, I dealt with attached to it. I know plenty of new Kids in the Block songs because of my sister, my lovely sister here, and her twin really? sister were absolutely. Really? Obsessed with New Kids on the Block. Oh my god! To a point where they had the New Kids on the Block telephone in their room. They had the the pictures in the wall. The New Kids on the Block socks, uh, shirts. I mean everything. The whole room was New Kids on the Block. I was also a four-year-old girl. <laughs> As opposed Not to Brad year old being man. 15. Yeah. <laughs> 15, 41. I never had Still. quackish. Yeah. Ooh, there it is. <laughs> but I mean, it was it was funny though. Because they were obsessed with the new kids on the block. But that's the equivalent of your niece being obsessed with five seconds of summer. Yes, that's terrible. They were a bunch of adorable Two boys. Bands. And I was, you know. Swooning. Actually, the funny thing is, <laughs> kidding. Swooning. swooning. What about that phenomenon? Boy bands, man. How yeah. those just rose and just died out. But they've never gone away. They've never well, gone away. Uh, yeah, they're still they're there. They're called they're ten years. There. They're called five seconds of summer. Seconds of summer. <laughs> that's, they all that's keep right. coming back because there's always going to be a need for it. The Beatles were a boy band. Yeah, they were. Okay, the Beach Boys were a boy band. One Direction. In the 70s, it was the fucking Partridge Family. Yep. yep. Okay, and they just kept going. Yeah, Going and going. The monkeys. The monkeys were were a a boy band that was a fake band. A fake band. Okay, and then they became musicians because they had to. But you know, I I think about you make fun of boy bands, of course, and I don't like that music. I listen to Slayer. I would slap on a white fucking jumpsuit tomorrow (laughs) if you told me that I was going to make a million dollars and get my dick sucked at every corner I turned around. Well, you know what? I know. I know Charlie's listening, and I know all my friends are listening. Every one of those guys went to the New Kids when they played with fucking Tiffany back in the 80s at Nassau Coliseum. And the reason they went wasn't because of the music. It was because they were surrounded by 18,000 pieces of young teenage tale. Yeah. Okay? Everybody wanted to be in a boy band. No teenage boy ever said, I want to... I like the music, but they all wanted to be that guy. Yes. Okay, if you saw Donnie Wahlberg back in the 80s or you saw Justin Timberlake in the 2000s, 
and you tell me that you didn't want to be that guy, you're a fucking liar. Okay. I want to okay. be him right now. I didn't want to be him. Okay. I, I mean, those guys, like you said. That's going to be would, the name of our band, Five Seconds of Silence. Yeah, Five Seconds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those, we like do, I why said. Why we put a boy band together? Needless to say, on the road, man. Come That's on. It. It'll be great. Ooh, My God, we will do it. Blind people wouldn't come to see us. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> we have all the sex appeal of a school bus fire. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> My God. We are great. three of the most atrocious men <laughs> ever. I can dance. Yeah, I can dance. I have no doubt he can dance. Look at me while I'm doing it. But he's got one hip. He just pivots the whole night. <laughs> uh, oh, no, Mike also has an aftershock when he's dancing. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah, there is a lot aftershock. But the best is the last time Mike danced, he actually popped his entire calf bone oh off his God. <laughs> no, I tore, I tore a muscle, tore it. man. It's like incredibly it. tore Wicked a muscle. God. I thought somebody had hit me so in the back no of the leg with a going base. On. Could you imagine that. that on a live show? Sure. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I, I went right down. I was like, boom. Was Here's like, Mike. Oh, and wait, crap. there went Mike's hip. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> holy shit. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. I, mean, I can't Im- even imagine us as a boy listen, band. This is why we don't have a YouTube channel. Yeah. If you're going to dance, do it like you mean it. There's bands like that, you know, these boy Who's bands hip, and all this whatever. stuff, and this they still come out. I mean, that One Direction, you know, uh, band. My niece is into them too. That's a boy band. That's not. Right, but they you know play I mean? instruments. If I'm not mistaken, no, One Direction oh. doesn't. They, I thought they, they played no, instruments. They no. dance and thumb each other's butts and fucking sing gay songs. They only that's go One Direction. What they do? They one well, di- I guess no, that's they what they mean by One Direction. Yeah, they go both directions. But no, I guess one of them is. Fucking, I went, actually went and seen that movie today, Dunkirk. And uh, one of the guys from One Direction is in that movie. Uh, he did oh, a good job. He did a good go job. He, you know, he was oh, a good actor. Okay. He was, you know, he was played the plot well. And, uh, but he has a concert. He's doing a world tour. And of course, which one is that? Because of my niece, I said, let me look and see if I get tickets. Because she likes, I said, let me see if I can get tickets. They were almost four hundred bucks, and I was like, "No, <laughs> I'm not." I, you know, the one thing with the with the five seconds of summer concert, there, yeah, I got them cheap, and I went, and I was like, "It was at a, it was at a casino," you know. So I was like, oh, "I can drink, <laughs> I can get a hotel room," and I did. And I, you know, I got all buzzed out and had a good time. Well, there's time, nothing better but... than a guy drinking beer surrounded by eighteen thousand girls. Right. <laughs> That's like right out of the Mike playbook. Yeah. Little girls. It was, it was. It was fucking. It was insane. But it's crazy but... though. We, you know, we brought up uh, the monkeys and stuff, but all these boy bands are all put together just for the sole purpose to make money. Marketing. Agreed. Right? But I don't even think they factor into the main point of this conversation, which was the death of rock and roll. Yeah. Okay, I don't think I think they're fine. They do what they do. They yeah. make, they do it unapologetically. Yeah. And my hat is tipped. You guys want to make money and and, and make girls scream? Go, ahead. Go for it. Go for it. But man. I think exactly. at the end of the day, the Rolling Stones were also in a sense a boy band because they made girls scream. The Beatles made girls scream. Yep. Where are the bands today that are making yeah, people scream? Like like everybody now is dissecting all this music and we're looking at it from an intricate point of view. We want we want to look at it and say, well, that's good and that's bad and that's good and that's bad. Where what what is the band today that's just making everybody 
say that's an awesome rock band. I don't know. I don't there know if they one. exist. No, they don't exist. And you're they right. They don't exist. To, to the main point of, of the rant, of your rant and everything, it, they don't exist anymore. That's they what don't. Sucks. You can't. I mean, how many bands around right now will be around 20 years from now? How many bands are like Metallica? I mean, God bless Metallica. I don't necessarily love them anymore, but I did see them this year. And they blew my fucking mind. Yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. Okay, they're, they're, they're larger than life at this point. They're probably our generation's Led Zeppelin. Yes. Okay, because they've transcended boundaries, and then they came back. I mean, their new stuff's good. I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. Yeah. It seems yeah. a little desperate Yeah. because they were trying to grasp onto it. But at the end of the day, when I just want to kind of put it on and rock out, it, it's fucking good. Yep. Yeah. You know, Definitely. but I don't think there's that reckless abandon anymore. No. I, I, when I first heard, like, Testament... Or even a band like Linkin well, Park. I mean, they they the first time I heard Linkin Park, I, I thought it was killer because they were matching singing oh, really? with screaming with rapping all at once, and it was and, like uh, yeah. everything yeah. in they music did transcend a lot of different genres of music. Kid Rock did that. Really. Kid Rock no, came Kid out. Kid Rock was the with his worst. Robin, with his rap. No, I'm saying he did that. Love he came out with his rapping man. and his and his uh, rock and roll mix and country music mix. He like touches a lot he of genres. He got country after his rap shtick well, ended. Yeah. Though. Yeah, it was a Let's Detroit be real. Boy. No, wait, no, the yeah, yeah. The Chevy commercial he did are two very different things. Yeah. It seems like he's shifting whatever the trend is. Plus, he's like 50. So, hey, good for him, man. If you want to make money, that's what you do. That's what you, you do. But I don't want to but give them much... credit for integrity. That's what I just criticized. But do you stay with the times, though? Or do you just write incredible music well, in the I'll beginning f- that, that transcends the times? How far do you find it? And yeah. defines it, exactly. That's, that's another thing, thing, too. Is how, how far do you go with that? The, the transcending of the time before you, you give up You're not up true to yourself. You Anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'm well, sorry for cutting that. you up. But no, Metallica right. did it in the '90s. Yeah, Metalli- they did. We, we're gonna, we're probably going full dicks. circle because we opened up with a Metallica conversation. And I think they covered it. Metallica in the '90s wrote good music. It just wasn't Metallica. No, definitely. Okay, not. and they crossed too many lines, and then they went to Saint Anger and they stripped it down because they really thought with that album that they were kicking our ass. Yeah, yeah. and they didn't do it at all. No. Ding, 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 ding yeah, on all that. They really sincerely believed because they were so far removed from actually kicking right. their ass. Yeah. And it took them another 20-some-odd years. What is it, 15 years since St. Anger? Yeah. 15 yeah, years since least. that album. And now they finally got it right. And now yeah. they're all in their mid-50s. Yeah. So how much longer do we have? To, we probably got one more Metallic album yeah. in us. Yeah. Okay, because they're not going to be Sabbath. They're not going to play till they're 70. No. They're going to tap out real soon. Yep. And I'm glad they got there, but I think they really bottomed out as far as their musical integrity. Oh, the at load and reload was the worst. Like I said, a dry dog shit and a tin can shaking it is yeah, just as good. So many things <laughs> you know, so I mean, no, I like and how they, you they came back though. You know, because you know, some moist well, dog. It's gonna shit. ring inside the. T- <laughs> you know, ding, it's gonna ding, make ding, noise. Ding, ding. Pull the cap off. And <laughs> Dust comes on. This is a man who spends too much time with his dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they, you know, they were awesome. Uh, they lost it. It's starting to become good again. Yeah, you know, I'll listen to it. I, like I wasn't listening to was it. I stopped but listening to it. What does that say about music today that we need a 35, 40 year old band to come back and actually come back say, hey, and yeah. basically save rock and metal? Yep. Okay. And I'll, I'll call it rock and roll because at the end of the day, Lemmy said it. It's all rock and roll. It's all rock and roll. All yeah. right. And I think that brings us to the end because, you know, I don't think there is a rock and roll hero today. I don't think he exists. No. Yeah. And I would love you know eight of you 
out there to write us. Bobby yeah, King, hey, yeah. We, we got five five more listeners. Since we got five more listeners since Sweet. we started this show, and that was awesome. mostly because of Kalen. Yep, definitely. We brought a female presence <laughs> onto the show, Leslie. You too. Uh, we're we're thrilled that everybody's listening to this show. Okay, there's actually a few hundred of you. Yep. And God bless you for that. So, I think uh, I'm going to give it over to Craig because we have to close this out. I don't know if we made a point tonight. No, probably not. But I'm not but sure we're ever gonna. No. We're just rambling. But we had a good, good time doing it. We met Landfill Charlie in the process. We met so. Landfill yes. Charlie tonight. We appreciate you know, our listeners big exactly. time. We're, we're gonna constantly, keep, constantly, Kaylin. We the, named her over the course of the show. Yeah, because it's, she didn't want to be in it, but she constantly kept talking. It's kind of so. like maybe Melissa. <laughs> maybe Melissa maybe, did maybe that Melissa. too. Yep. All right, everyone, we mentioned we want to start supporting local music, and last week we mentioned Cycle. Well, we're proud to present their brand-new single, Long Way Down, so here's a shout-out to Seth, Jay, Mike, and Joe, the guys that make up Cycle. If you like melodic hard rock, if you like straight-up rock and roll, this is a song you're going to love. We all hear it, and needless to say, we love it, and uh, we're going to go see them as soon as humanly possible. So, again, Long Way Down from Cycle. Check it out and enjoy it. I say, needless to say... The Grateful Dead sucks. We said it. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs>
Please